This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is going on, my friends? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 201. I am finally back in the city of Los Angeles, back home after a very, very long and beautiful and incredible and unforgettable tour with the Jonas Brothers, the Happiness Begins tour that has spanned over 75 shows all over the country, Mexico, Canada, and last night we played the final show of this particular run. We played at the Forum here in LA. We played two nights in a row and it was absolutely magnificent and unforgettable. And I'm so grateful to everybody involved. And one of the most amazing things for me is always to see people that I know and, and friends in the crowd. And of course, very few things are as special as having some of my students there or former students. And if you know me, you might guess that I love teaching whenever I'm in LA and I'm in town or wherever I am. But, you know, I try to not ever take breaks from teaching when I'm, when I'm around here. And it's just something that I um, really value and it gives me sustenance. But one of the common things that I, I keep encountering as an educator and in conversations with fellow uh, music teachers, and it's the, the topic of today's podcast, has to do with parents trying to figure out A, what instrument to sign up their kid for, and B, if they need to stay or stick to one particular instrument before trying something else. You know, a lot of parents, you know, buy the kid a guitar and they want to gauge their interest in music based on that instrument before they, you know, even try another instrument because they want to see how committed they are, how disciplined they are, and so on and so forth. So I want to talk a little bit about that stuff. But before I get started, as always, I want to give a shout out to the wonderful companies that I endorse. Zildjian Cymbals, LP Percussion, Vader Drumsticks, Remo Drumheads, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, Yuka Tape, U-Bass by Kala Brand, Nirvana Handpans, and last but not least, my dear friends from Ultimate Ears, In-Ear Monitors. And if you're looking, looking to upgrade your in-ear game, if you're looking for your very first pair of molds or earplugs or a badass Bluetooth speaker like the Mega Boom 3 that I love, look no further. Check out Ultimate Ears. Check out their website. And if you like what you see and you're serious about getting some molds, you can see my friend Joe Lester over at their office here in LA by uh, Third Encore in North Hollywood. And if you want to purchase something online or in person, you can give him the code DA20 and you will get a 20% discount. So you can email him at ultimateaudiojoe at gmail.com and you'll get, like I said, a 20% discount across the board or go see him in person, which is even better. Of course, I cannot start this any differently. I need to preface that I am not a parent and I don't intend to imply that I know what you should be doing or what I think is the only way of living or raising a kid or anything like that. I'm speaking from experience and as a life philosophy in a way. So you might agree or disagree, but that's kind of what I'm here for, to express an opinion and to challenge you to think something differently, perhaps. And, you know, hopefully we'll both grow together. But in my experience as a music educator, 
I think that the first thing that is crucial from what I've seen as far as parents' decision in the and how it relates to the growth of the student has to do with the student interest in a particular instrument themselves. Of course, there are many different ways of getting started in an instrument or many reasons why, or maybe it has to do with budget. It has to do with the particular parent's love for a specific style of music or genre, or, you know, maybe there's the, the living situation implies that you couldn't necessarily at home have a drum kit, for example, or a marimba or anything like that. So I want to make sure that, that you know that I'm aware of these variables. And as a whole, I would like to think that the best way to find a student's love or a child's love or interest in a topic, and in this case, an instrument, has to do with them trying a few of them. And the, the resistance to that, or, or the, the, let's just say the rebuttal, would be from parents saying like, well, I need to know if they're committed, I need to know if they're disciplined, if they are interested in music, and if they, you know, show some consistency, right? And I totally understand that. I just think that sometimes this consistency and discipline and all these other things is expected of children that are very young, children, children that don't even understand what those things are in and of themselves or how they relate to music and musicality. Not only that, but there is obviously a learning curve and all these other things that it's very hard for the parent to know what the kid is thinking or feeling if they're not the kid. And I understand you could be the parent and know exactly or you think that you know exactly what the kid wants. Um, but sometimes it's, it's not that case. So I encourage my sister, I encourage you, I encourage former you know, clients of mine and current clients of mine to have the student learn as many instruments as possible. The same way that I would encourage kids to play as many sports as possible or read as many books as possible or travel to as many countries as possible and to learn as many languages as possible. I think diversity is incredibly important when it comes to education. Another thing that I can attest to from personal experience is that the best, most successful most driven, most accomplished students that I ever had are multi-instrumentalists. And it's because they fall in love with music or they try to understand music as a general concept, feeling, idea, discipline, and not only as how it relates to one specific instrument. I think that's crucial if you want your child, your niece, your nephew, whatever, to grow I think it's very important for them to try as many instruments as possible. So now you might think like, well, I cannot have little Joey play drums or little, you know, Stephanie play drums at the house. Like I get it, but there are alternatives to that. You can sign them up for a performance-based school where they're going to have drum sets there and their lessons are going to be off-site, of course. And yeah, they might not practice the same way, but there might be other ways that uh, that they can practice music in a way. It doesn't have to be necessarily a technique-based thing on the instrument. They can learn about music production at home with GarageBand, or they can learn about song structures. They can learn about what concepts such as dynamic 
uh, dynamics are not necessarily applied to the instrument. Of course, you'll need to apply it, but at least understanding what that concept is or music theory or learning about different drummers or the history of the instrument and a million other things. So keep in mind as much as possible that there are other things to learn within music that just the discipline of playing the instrument itself. Another thing that we can't forget about is that that discipline that we're looking for and we're asking for the kids or from the kids is directly related to how much how much they love the music, how much love their the 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 instrument itself, how much they love their teachers. So I encourage you to try different teachers for different instruments as often as you can in it as much as obviously your budget allows but i think also you have to listen to the kid and observe what he's doing if he's always tapping if they're always dancing they might be a rhythmic based uh sort of you know percussion drums type of kid but maybe it's also piano or marimba or guitar or bass like you know i know that sounds sort of all-encompassing but that's my point you never know And until you sort of try and you see what they might excel at. And it's just almost like a gateway instrument to what it is, to, to what could potentially be the falling in love with the entire, you know, prism of music and all the colors and all the things that are so important for them to love music, which at the end of the day is a source of positivity, especially now in these times where so much turmoil from bullying to political unrest to a million other things. So the more that we can do from a small sort of microscopic level, it'll have a massive impact, I believe, in people's lives the same way that I've had that or I've lived that through my 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 teachers and I've I've seen it in my students with other teachers and of course myself and I'm very proud of that and I mean that with all humility and you know there's just things that that we can help and we can see sometimes our 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 kids have a spe special talent for something it doesn't mean that that's the only thing that they should excel at or that we need to push uh forward if if that makes any sense So this wraps up episode number 201. And of course, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. And I would love it if you liked, subscribed if you haven't, and shared this episode with a friend or somebody that you know might need to hear this or might want to hear something like this. And of course, I appreciate the reviews on iTunes. And if you haven't done so, please head on over there and leave a comment so more people can find this and can be more useful to as many people as possible as far as what's next for me we are going to chicago tomorrow and atlanta and then miami for some some jingle ball shows again with the jonas brothers and i'm stoked because we're also playing with niall horan khalid and a bunch of artists that i respect and it's going to be a cool cool time happy holidays and i hope you all have a great great holiday season thank you so much for listening this was the music mentor podcast mm -hmm.